7.58. At 8 o'clock, I'm hitting the fucking intro. Damn it, I cussed. Shit. All right. All righty. I think I'm ready whenever you, if you want to hit it early. If you want to premature that shit, go ahead. I don't care. I figure we'll wait till 8 in case people have it scheduled in their cellular devices. Play the intro, Travis. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost of the Night, a paranormal and true crime podcast. Welcome. Travis. We're here. What are we doing tonight? We're doing some, some crime stuff. We're talking about some people. One or two may have may have unfortunately passed away. We'll get into that. Is there any house cleaning? You started a new job. Yeah, started a new job. How's that I, working out? Awesome. We were just talking about how you have a shit in like four days. Yes. So uh, there will might be some changes coming. We're going to see play this by ear because old daddy here has to go to work after this podcast. Yes. So for those audio listeners, that is one reason why there might be a slight delay in getting this audio feed up. Mm-hmm. Because I am leaving here, going directly to work. I'm not passing go, and I'm barely collecting two hundred dollars. He's going to go make dildos. No dildo tester. Thank you very much. Butt plugs. Yes. So we might there might be a change in uh, scheduling at some point. Probably. We can't. I would say go back to Sunday, but we can't necessarily because you work Sunday night. But we can well. always start earlier on Sunday. We could potentially. So may, that might be. We'll just do it like first thing in the morning, nine a.m. Wake up with Phil and Travis. Coffee with the GITN podcast. Even I mean, neither of us drink coffee, but I could start. Or bite the snake that bit you, because we were probably drinking the night before, and we start off drinking in the morning. I don't know. I've been pretty good about my drinking. I don't even remember the last drink I had. I know. Like I'm, I'm at the point where I might drink like once a fucking week. It's crazy. I haven't even been to the bars like once in two weeks. I went from the point where the bar was home, according to my phone, and my house was work, according to my phone. Sweet. The totally not a problem. Is there any house cleaning we got to get out of the way? I don't think so. I don't know. Any interesting stories? Had a fucking drunk guy ask for a ride home before yeah, this. For $20 and it quickly got taken down to $7. $7. I give you $20. Swore up and down he wasn't one of these drug addicts. And I was like, I mean, unless fucking Krispy Kremes and Ben and Jerry's is a drug. Yeah, I believe you. Oh, but. I'm I, a big man. I'm allowed to say that. But unfortunately for him. We had a podcast to do. I couldn't be giving anybody. Yeah, I like, I, like, <laughs> I like your quick thinking. You're like, we have a business phone call. We got to hop on and then I got to go to work. I wasn't lying. This uh, is- if that was like, that's how you know he was drunk. Cause I'd have been like, motherfucker, what business call? You got a duo. You got a fucking what? It's a conference call. We're, we should have just pointed to the lights and the camera and been like, things we got a OnlyFans to shoot here in about 10 minutes. <laughs> things are pop. Oh, shit. <laughs> choking on ghost dick yeah uh things are popping here at gitn <laughs> yeah something. conference calls we gotta go live to the masses we have a laurel, laurel i have an instagram fucking account to update that is fucking shadow banned it doesn't do like the crazy thing is like we're getting as much or more interaction with a lot of the posts it's just strictly people that follow us 
because I'm very close to starting another profile just to see if I can get it to like super fast. I don't know. We'll see. It might be. I don't know what. I don't know what the deal is. I can't figure out algorithms. I'm 50 years old. I'm fucking 33 and I can't figure that shit out. I know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just, I just, I hashtag, I literally put the hashtag hashtag on stuff. Right. It has a shitload of of fucking uh, posts or whatever. Hashtag, hashtag. The word hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag love has over a billion on uh, views or whatever the fuck on Instagram. Hashtag love is big on everything. Yep. Well, we, we hashtag love everyone. That tunes into this here shit show of a podcast. Yes, Gonzo, I have been. I will. The things I will do for money. I don't even have a fucking one liner this week. I don't know. I did, dude. Go ahead. I'm just saying we're unprepared. We're always unprepared. We're always kind of fly by the seat of our pants on this one. This we might we might keep it Wednesdays. I don't know, or and start a little bit earlier. Depends on my sleep schedule. Honestly, I I wouldn't rule out the option of possibly a floating schedule for a little while. Right. Because there's a lot of stuff going, you know. Oh, hi. I touched you. Don't rub rub on me. But there's a lot of stuff going on. It's been a a while. (laughs) This could turn into an OnlyFans real quick. It's been a while. But there's uh, there's a lot of things in the works here. Like, you started a new job. I didn't. But you know, we're both on the we're both on the hunt for cash money, as always. We got the Spotify ad read. We got the Spotify video deal. Well, I say deal. We there's no monetary value behind it, really. But um, what else? Things are we, got, we got a whole fucking new setup in the works. Yeah, new. getting drawn up here soon. We got we got to go to Home Depot and you know hire some people to do that. What? What kind of people are we going to hire, Travis? Hardware people. Hardware people? Yeah. Okay. They're always for hire. I worked at Home Depot. I know how they work. All right, Travis. Yeah, no. That, I'm actually really excited for that. You're going to build a whole like little set? Yeah, it's going to be. I'm even, I'm even honestly getting to the point where I'm considering sidewalls so we can really play with some stuff. Maybe get back to a multi-camera setup to make better shorts and shit. Yeah. That thought crossed my mind like yesterday. Bring out the, like have like. What two or three feet of sidewall? We we can do we can do some shit. Well, it's funny because like I was thinking about this and I was like, man, this is kind of an on take. And then I started thinking about the schematics of the whole thing. I was like, with the two of us, we could literally knock the whole th- like the the structure out in three hours, Probably. and that's with cutting right. and measuring, like. Yeah. But yeah, we're gonna build a fucking set. I'm actually really excited about that. I feel like that's like the next level of taking ourselves seriously. Yes, because nobody else will, so we must do it ourselves. Well, I mean, considering all the bullshit that we have to deal with on a regular basis, not because of this, just because life. Yeah, like anybody who does listen to us. In case anybody was wondering, podcasting for the most, the majority of us is not that glitz and glammy. Not all of us can be Joe Rogan. Dude. Yeah, like very rarely. Joe Rogan's got like 4 million people watching his live stream. I get excited when I'm like, we got 2,000 views on that short. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, Travis. Should we fucking get into this thing? I, let's. Oh, before we get oh. into it, I don't have a one-liner, but I do have a funny fucking anecdote, kind of, of a video I saw today. Oh, really? What, Man, what was it? It was this girl. She was going somewhere with her grandma. I don't know where. 
you know, I remember specifically remember in her grandma's Buick, and she was like, "Why do you keep turning my seat warmer off?" And she was like, "Cause you don't need it." She was like, "What do you mean I don't need a, my seat warmer on?" And she was like, "It's a seat warmer. It warms the seat." And she was like, "Okay." And she was like, "The seat's already warm. You don't need to warm the seat anymore." And I tell you one thing: we aren't gonna do in here. We're not gonna fry fucking fish. That's for sure. And I was like, "Damn, your grandma's a fucking savage." She just told me you have a stinky hot vagina. Whoa, hurtful. I know. I was like, "Fuck, Granny, chill the fuck out." God damn, like that's too far. That is. You're giving your granddaughter a fucking complex with that one. That's oh, bad. did you see the one comment too? No. Uh, we got it. We actually got a good comment. Oh yes, I did see it. I, yeah. Yes. <laughs> she said. She said she's enjoying the podcast. Yeah. Hello, if Thank you're you. here Welcome. or listening later. Uh, she did say that I cussed too much and it would be great if I could tone it down like 30%. And she caught me on a good day where I actually did research. Oh, the Michael Aquino episode? Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that the one, not the one you're talking about? Yeah. That's yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Apparently I did a good job of researching that one. She I, said, I don't have a problem with cussing, but maybe, maybe tone it down by 30%. And in case you're wondering, yes, I was the one that responded to that comment. I didn't, I, I, I didn't see your response. I, th- I thanked her for her support as everybody. That supports us, and I or said, your criticism. We thank you for that as well." Yes, I pointed out that I'm kind of my own type of beast, and as much as it might be abrasive, or I might sometimes even want to change it, I'd say I can't help it. But I mean, technically, I could. But like, it's just how my like my mouth opens and the word "fuck" comes out. I've been like that since I was like 16 years old. It happens. All right, let's ram this. True crime dildo up our asses. Let's go. You want to do that before you go to work? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's get into it. Where's my fucking mouse? There we go. So this this is a hometown... Uh, I don't know. It's not a hometown hero story, but it's right here in, in the heart of Ohio. It's not that far away. About an hour and a half. So... Let's get it. Not even. We are. uh, This story that we're talking about tonight takes place in the rural village of Peebles, which is 50 miles from Columbus and only 60 miles from old Cincinnati. I've been there several times. To Peebles? Yes. Really? Yeah. Really? Do you know anything about this? I think I've heard about it. Oh, I'm sure you have. I think somebody, even somebody mentioned to me about it one time. (laughs) Okay. the, The vast women that I talked to. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is fucking, this is recent. Yeah. Uh, fuck, yeah, Gregory was a little late. Sorry for the listeners. Yes, Phil got a new job. He has to go there after this. His third shift. He makes dildos and butt plugs. Well, he tests dildos and butt plugs. Yes. Sorry for the fact that his mom's in this live stream right now listening to us talk about how her son gets paid a, a pretty fair wage to take blunt, just obtuse objects and ram them up his shit pipe. The the economy, it's it's fucking us all. He just Need goes a in there extra. He he clocks in and just right up that fucking stinker. <laughs> so my best, you want some stock advice? Buy stock in Vaseline. Because <laughs> when Phil's around, it's all going up, baby. The price is going up, baby. Good God. Okay, all right. So, on the morning of April 22nd, 2016, police in Pike County, Ohio, received a 911 call from a frantic woman. I'm going to skip the next part because I did have, I was going to, we were going to queue up the audio on that, but we didn't really have time, and it's not the best audio anyway, I'll be honest, because she is quite frantic. So, 
The woman who called the police to report a crime was Bobby Joe Manley, who was had arrived at the home of her sister and brother-in-law, kind of. Her oh. sister and her brother-in-law were going through a divorce. It was pretty Future much... ex yes. brother-in-law. Okay, gotcha. So she had arrived at the house because she was there to feed the dogs and do some housework for them. Um, the house and the people in question were... I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The owner of the home in question was Christopher Roden Sr., again, who was married to his her sister Dana Manley Roden, but they were technically divorced or very soon to be officially divorced at this time. The marriage was on the rocks. No, like the divorce was like it was filed all that. Oh. Okay. Like, I just don't know if they if, if it was, you know, stamped all the fucking sealed delivered all that and shit. Dotted, yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So Bobby Joe arrived to find that the dogs weren't where they should have been on this property, which was abnormal. I believe from what I heard they were pit bulls. Shocker. Check. <laughs> so Bobby Joe discovered the dead body of Christopher Roden who was, again, her sister's kind of husband. Okay. So she knows this man very well. That's a very shocking situation. On top of that, Christopher's cousin, Gary Roden, had been over at the house the night before hanging out with Christopher, and he was also found dead in the home. One trailer, by the way. Let's clarify this. It's bumfuck middle of nowhere. The house, the house in case you were wondering, when you get into rural Ohio, for all you city folk... When you get into rural Ohio, houses have wheels. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, but do you, do you know how much the property value of a trailer, like a double wide, goes up if you pull the axles? It legitimately raises your property value. Oh, really? Yeah, because it then makes it a, like a, 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 a I guess a permanent dwelling to an extent. A slab only, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my family up in New York lives in double wides. Yeah. Got a shitload of land, but they put down double wides, pulled the the axles out of them, gutted the motherfuckers, and just did whatever they wanted. Turned out really nice. Matter of fact, I said I'd been to people's on several occasions. The reason I have been to people's on several occasions, I used to be a delivery. I used to deliver furniture, and I had the east side of Cincinnati, which included would go as far out as mm -hmm. people's. Hmm. Um, on generally those runs were like on That's Saturdays. A big ass fucking territory to uh, well, go that I, far out. I really was like people won't understand but like the Eastgate area. Yeah. But you know Anderson you know so far east so it really wasn't that bad. Right. <laughs> but people are so far out you could pick up radio stations from West Virginia. West Virginia! But anyway I was going delivering a something or other to a Dale Earnhardt commemorative no, recliner. No, this is nice, lazy boy stuff, baby. Exactly. With fucking cup holders big enough to hold a tall boy and natty ice. Yes. But oh, I God, shithole beer. I delivered there in the holler and to a mobile home. Of and, course. And this redneck was building a house around the Shut home. the fuck up. Yes. Explain this blueprint to me right now. Literally started building walls outside the house and opening it, you know, knocking down. What? Yes. He had like half the mobile home. It looked like a house with a big mobile home penis sticking out. What? He was in the process of building around, building his house out around the. That. Mobile, you know, and then he would connect and take out the wall. So. Dude. It was. I was like. 
you are a redneck fucking genius. I was going to say, that is both the most country bumpkin, down in the holler, redneck shit I've ever heard, combined with just like <laughs> the like the eighth wonder of the world level engineering genius. Now, definitely I wouldn't want to be there in a tornado. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say, like, my fa- like I said, my family in New York, they did the same thing. Like, they all had... Like, like my grandmother had an enclosed front patio on hers and, like, a back porch and shit like that. Like, my uncle had a big fucking mud room, laundry room type deal. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it was, fuck, a attached garage. Well, detached garage, but still. Like, still, one of them was part of the house, you know. But... That's fucking amazing. That's like, have you? Do you watch Top Gear? Or have you ever watched Top Gear? Ah, uh, very rarely. Have you ever happened to see the one, the English one? Fuck the American one. The English Top Gear, where they build, they have to go caravanning, which is like RVing here, uh-huh. and they're like tasked with buying a vehicle and building their own caravan to travel in, right. and fucking Hammond, the short guy. He buys this, like, I think it was an old, like, Land Rover Discovery or something like that. And he, like, it just kind of looks normal. It's just got a big box on the back. And they're driving along, and they're like, what the fuck are you going to do with that, dickhead? And they get to the first fucking campground, and he starts unfolding these, like, like, like sheet metal walls. And he's got, like, this whole fucking blueprint of, like fold-out walls that turns into, like, he's got, like, a study, he's got a fucking living room, he's got a bedroom, and it is the funniest shit ever because one of the campgrounds they go to is, like, on the coast, and it's windy as fuck, and he's just getting slapped in the head by all these fucking metal sheets while he's trying to set it up. It was a great episode. One of them gets blown over in the wind because he builds it, like, three or four stories up on the back of, like, a Fiat or some shit. He's got, like, a fucking, he's got a zen sand garden in the bottom. It's hilarious. Nice. But anyway, now that we're done talking about redneck engineering at its finest, (coughs) excuse me. Now, Christopher and Gary Roden were the first victims of whatever crime that Bobby Joe had just stumbled upon this morning. This chick, this poor girl, she's going to fucking feed and water and clean or some fucking pit bulls and somebody's double wide. And stumbles upon, oh my gosh, and my uncle cousin daddy's dead, and his uncle cousin sister brother is also dead. Do you think she was dumb enough to like kick the bodies and be like, yeah, okay? No, she, nobody's that dumb. Right. So, to paint the scene a little bit here, on this, there, there's a... a a little plot of land, and upon this land, there is multiple mobile homes. As in there the, should be. In the area, like a, a 10 mile or so area around this epicenter, mm-hmm. there's like over 150 people, I believe was the number, that in some way, shape, or form are or are related to the Roden lineage. Cue the banjos. Shocker. It's basically like Amish people with slightly better teeth and more up-to-date clothing. So it's kind of like the Ohio Yellowstone. Kinda. But probably... Guarantee you one thing, there's no rip, though. Probably even less law-abiding. Probably. Yeah. 
So, after Bobby Joe discovered the scene at her sister's home, she ran outside to the trailer next door to tell Christopher's son, Clarence, quote, Frankie Roden, who was 20 years old, and his girlfriend, Hannah Hazel Gilly, who was also 20, about what she had encountered. Now, when Bobby Joe, Bobby Joe started frantically banging on the door, it was answered by Frankie's three-year-old son, Brantley. When this happened, you know, you have a three-year-old kid answering the door. You just found two fucking dead bodies next door. I feel like it's a red flag. So Bobby Joe starts walking into the house, can smell that metallic smell of blood as soon as she walks in the house. And so she runs in, she runs to the bedroom, and that's where she finds, uh, I, what the fuck? Oh, sorry. We're going to, I'm going to hopefully remember where that is. Cause I just completely lost my spot there. So she runs into the house to see what happened and to see, check on Frankie's other child, five month old Ruger. Go ahead. No hillbillies here. Why do you say that, Phil? Naming their child Ruger. Like a gun? Yes. I thought the same thing. My brother, this is my brother Ruger and my sister Smith and Wesson. That's my uh, cousin Kalichnikov and my favorite rapper Lil Uzi Vert. And then I have a cousin called AK. Stands for Alan Kimball. This is my, this is our half black cousin Galil. And trust me, none of them have paperwork, so don't worry about it. There was no waiting period for these kids. This is the guy with the smallest dick in the family. His name is 50 Cal Desert Eagle. <laughs> but um, fuck yeah. Okay, so she went in the bedroom, and this is where she found the dead bodies of Frankie and his fiance Hannah in their bed with Ruger between them, covered in blood, crying, and authorities say okay, that he made the baby, not the gun. No, no, okay. no yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking confusing. So, and there's reports from authorities that the baby may have been like almost playing in his dad's blood. Oh, that's just yeah, that's horrible. That's dark. Like, could you imagine? It's a real life fucking Dexter. <laughs> I mean, that's some Chucky shit. I'm surprised the baby didn't get karate chop. I'm surprised the baby didn't get fucking like roundhouse kicked, like the that one zombie baby from the uh, from fuck. What was that? Dawn of the Dead, the remake with Ving Rhames. Yeah. When that one Hispanic chick that was banging uh, Omar Epps. It wasn't Omar Epps? I think so. Yeah, when she had the baby and it was a fucking zombie. <laughs> they fucking... Pow! Well, I'm just saying... They killed a baby! Oh, Ruger, in about 15 years, we need to keep an eye on... About 10, <laughs> yeah. five years. Keep an eye on... And if he's yeah, a he's, blood he's... spider expert for a fucking local oh. crimes, you know, police force, and there's some... Vigilante justice going on. We got a real life fucking Dexter. Are you? Oh, because that is how the storyline of Dexter got started. That's a fucking option. I didn't even think about. Yeah. Speaking of Dexter, what was with all the uh, underlying erotic undertones between him and his sister? They weren't real. Either way. uh, Well, a first and foremost. All right, come on. Let's hear the opinion of the man from West Virginia on this. He was adopted. Hey, what's the biggest? Search on Pornhub. That's all I have to say. Uh, step, bro. I'm stuck in the dryer. <laughs> yes. So they were hitting the nerve. They got the ball started. But in real life, he was married to her, too. Pun intended. Oh, was he? Yeah, they were married for 
most of that show. Yeah, I don't know that chick's like the name. the last few seasons, they, they got a divorce, which that means that's amazing acting. I don't know. I mainly know her from, uh, I believe she's in White Chicks. I think she was part of the little white girl entourage. But the main reason I know her is fucking the exorcism of Emily Rose. Huh. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. She, oh, you should watch it. She did some great like physical acting in that movie because she was pos- supposed to be possessed. Based on it, that's um, that's the movie that is uh like loosely based off of Annalise Michelle. Yeah, I, I believe we covered that. Yes. when we talked that. I don't remember the episode number on that, so uh, do the work and find out yourself. I Early one, somewhere between one fifteen and one thirty. Yeah, it was pretty early on in our yeah. in our career together, in our relationship. But I also, to, just to talk about Dexter for, again, uh, for another moment, that was kind of part of the allure, the, uh, I think the... Is the he dirty fuck, little secret. Is he going to fuck her or not fuck her? Yeah. The j- because it, actually, in one of the, ep- in one season, they have a whole storyline about she's having feelings for him. Hot. So they covered the base. They were playing. So they, they were playing to that. They sprinkled some Joe dirt in there. Yes. Would yeah. it be better if I went back to if you went back to thinking I was your sister? He said, "What do you think I'm some kind of sicko? I'm your sister. I'm your sister." Fucking Joe Dirt. There's another movie that never should have fucking had a second part. Joe All Dirt right. Two was so. Joe Dirt One was stupid, but it was classic stupid. Joe Dirt Two was just fucking dumb. But I digress. I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back Two either. Yeah. It was all right. The girl was funny. Because, you know, the girl that played Jay's daughter is Kevin Smith's daughter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Silent Bob. Yeah. Yeah. She's fucking pretty. She's pretty funny for real. But anyway, we digress. Back to the story. So at this point, Bobby Joe called her brother James and his wife Alice, who would be the ones who would end up going down the road to Dana's trailer, her Bobby Joe's mother, Christopher Roden's wife. Sure. Ex-wife. Whatever. I'm going to take your word for yes. it because I'm already fucking confused. Dude, it, it, I, I literally had to have a family tree up on the computer while I was outlining this fucking shit. So, again, she calls her brother James and his wife Alice. They go to their mother Dana's house. Again, Christopher's estranged wife. Also a trailer. To check in on her and, and tell her what's going on because are her kids i feel like yeah you're gonna go to your mom or your dad but so uh they went over to dana's house to check up on dana talk to dana you know explain the whole situation and also at this house was christopher's christopher and dana's youngest child 19 year old hannah her daughter kylie uh who was less than a week old and 16-year-old Christopher Jr. I'm sorry, youngest kids. Okay. Yes. So so Bobby Joe found dead Christopher, dead uh, fucking Gary. Then found dead Frankie, found dead Hannah or Hazel. Went, sent brother and wife to mom's house to check on mom, younger sister, Hannah and younger brother Christopher Jr. It does get fucking confusing here. Oh, I'm already. I've, <laughs> yeah, I've checked out. Shit. I oh, trust no me. I know. What I'm talking about. So, 
when James and Alice entered the home, they found Dana, Hannah, and Christopher Jr. all dead inside the trailer. Hannah's daughter was still alive next to her the body of her mother. Now, she did have a second daughter, an older daughter, but she was with other relatives at the time of all this. So there's at least that. Lucky her. For now. <laughs> that she's fucking dead too. I'm just kidding. So while all this was going on, the people in the surrounding area were going house to house to check on the rest of the family because, as I said earlier, most of the people that lived in the area were related in one way or another, be it by marriage, cousin, uh, mom, sister, whatever. So later on that day, there was another call to the local police from another quote-unquote member of the Roden family named Donald. Now, this call came in six hours after the initial 911 call and the discovery of the seven bodies that we're up to at this point. Donald had found the body of his cousin, Kenneth Roden, who was Christopher Roden Sr.'s brother. Sure. The original Christopher. Okay. The OG Chris. Okay. Everybody hates Chris. Yeah. So we got that. We're up to eight bodies. They're all related. Kids, cousins, brothers, dads, moms. No babies, though. No, no dead babies. So there's that. We have we have, lining. we have one saving grace in this story up to this point. Except they were, one of them was playing in blood. Yes. So being as all this had happened in Pike County, enter Pike County Sheriff Charles Reeder. Not the brightest. He was not the sharpest tool in the shed. He was not the most delicious crayon in the box. Take that as you will. Okay. Yes. That being said, clearly being, you know, Pike County, being bumfuck middle of nowhere Pike County, he's not prepared for a crime or investi investigation of quite this magnitude. They didn't have enough yellow tape. Right? They didn't, well, nor are the de sheriff's deputies. Like, you're not fucking prepared for this shit in the middle of nowhere. This ain't pulling over somebody for speeding. Right. This isn't like telling your cousin to go slower when they drive home drunk. They don't have enough yellow tape or fucking gloves. And don't even ask for the booty so you don't leave footprints. Yeah, well, mind you, later on, he was also a fucking shitbag because in March of 2021, he was sentenced to serve three years in prison for stealing money seized by the police department from arrests and covering it up. Pretty much to like feed a gambling addiction that he had. He stole money from me, and he he tried to use the most bullshit excuses. Like he was, like giving it to charities and giving it to something with something about planting trees for the community. Or da -da 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 -da. Like no, you stole it because you had a gambling problem. And it was like it was a substantial amount. It was like I'm pretty sure it was over fifteen thousand dollars. He ended up owing, and I guess it would be restitution at that point. Sweet, yeah. So he was a good person. He's just a a grand old fella. So. Excuse that nose clearing. After the discovery of all eight of the bodies, Sheriff Reeder held a press conference to calm the citizens of the county that he was tasked with protecting. Good call. You just found eight fucking dead people in one day. Probably talk to your citizens and be like, hey, chill the fuck out. Have a bush light. Watch the race. We got this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, within this press conference, it was revealed that there were an estimated 30 to 31 shots fired in the murders, and the identities of the victims were revealed to the public. 
We'll give go with another rundown here. There was Christopher Roden Sr., Dana's ex-husband, who was killed by gunshot wounds to his head, torso, and limbs. The shots to his limbs were arguably defensive wounds. So he may have fought back for all, through all this. Dana Roden was killed by gunshot wounds to the head and neck. Kenneth Roden, the brother of Christopher Sr., was killed by a single gunshot to the head. Gary Roden, the cousin of Christopher Sr., and Kenneth was shot in the head. Hannah Roden, the daughter of Dana and Christopher Sr., was shot in the head. Frankie Roden, the oldest son of Dana and Christopher Roden Sr., was shot in the head. And Hannah Hazel, Gil Hannah, quote, Hazel Gilly, the fiance of Frankie Roden, was shot in the head. Wait, there's one more. And then Christopher Roden Jr., the youngest son of Dana and Christopher Sr., was also shot in the fucking head. So basically what you're telling me is the killer got a whole lot of bonus points for headshots. Yeah. Well, in was this Grand Theft Auto? Well, and just to make it a little more grim, Christopher Roden Jr. was the youngest victim of this. He was only 16. Jesus. Yeah. A lot of headshots. So the police in the area went 48 hours without making a single arrest, despite the fact that they theorized that the killer would have been, would have had to have been close to the family because no one in the surrounding area or the surrounding homes uh, were alerted in any way by the dogs at Christopher Roden Sr.'s house, which was abnormal. Yeah. They, you know, Makes they're sense. dogs. They do things. They do dog stuff. So they thought it was an inside job. Yes. That knew the dogs. Yes. Or, the, or it was the dogs. a big jar of Jiffy. It was the dogs. Probably. Now, was you, it? you said they had cats? I would have believed you. Was that Dogs vs. Cats, that movie where it was like a whole fucking Mission Impossible between dogs and cats? Yep. Now, investigators are... <laughs> Fuck. Investigators also believe that the murderers were all committed by the same person because of the close proximity. Like, you could walk to most of these locations. One was a little further away, as I said here. Again, you could walk to two of them. One was about a mile away, and the fourth was about eight miles away. So, you know. So you can walk to, from one to the other. You can jog to the other one in about 12 minutes. And then you can hop on the riding lawnmower of the person that owned that trailer and ride it to the next one in about four hours. <laughs> Top speed, boy, John Deere, gear five. Woo! Pull that deck up. Make it more aerodynamic. Turn the blades off. Save some of that gaze. Good people. So police did attempt to track James Manley with a GPS device because they were under the influence that Manley's, the Manley family may have had something to do with this. This is the, uh, I believe, father of Bobby Joe Manley. Okay. Yes. So James Manley ended up being charged with for destroying the GPS device placed there by authorities that he found on his truck. Uh, during the investigation of the Manley family, the police, the police interrogated both James Manley and Bobby Joe Manley. Now, there was a pretty fucking funny interview with James Manley about all this. He was like, I think he was like, I, I, I think it's bullshit. Pardon my language, but they ain't got nothing. My family ain't done nothing like bullshit. And then, well, and then Bobby Joe Manley, they interrogated her and there was, uh, I don't want to say an uproar, but there was some, a lot of people felt some type of way about that one because Bobby Joe Manley wasn't or isn't 
uh, the most intelligent person. And I guess there was, there was some conversation about whether or not maybe she was, um, I had, what's the tech, what's the politically correct term? Mentally deficient. She might have been on the spectrum, I guess, is a good way to say it. She was the, what was the name, um, what was the kid's name from West Memphis Street? Miss Kelly, of the of the story? Yes. What was uh, what was his first name? Oh. What is it, a chef de cuisine is in a, in a kitchen? She was the chef de Crayola. <laughs> she preferred uh, tinted windows to not tinted, as far as flavor profile goes. Okay. Got you. And again... Sorry, not trying to be a total dick. As far as I know, she had nothing to do with any of this by the end of it. So, James Manley's arrest followed the search of properties owned by Jake Wagner, who was the father of Hannah Roden's four-year-old daughter, Sophia. That was the one that was not in the home. She was away with somebody else. Conveniently somewhere else. How convenient. Now, throughout all of this, uh, and I put quotes around investigation, by the police, or by, I'm sorry, by the Pike County Sheriff's Department, the word around town was that maybe the police themselves were the ones who had killed the members of the Roden family. This came to be, and almost had legs to it, because the Pike County Sheriff's Department had been involved in multiple criminal cases from covering up, from ranging from covering up and destroying evidence all the way up to murder over the course of several years before the murders of the Roden family. I see. Yes. Uh, there was also some suspicion as to the legitimacy of the Pike County Sheriff's Department after one of the members uh, was found not guilty for at least, like at the minimum, accidental manslaughter. The whole story about he was like showing his friend how to like clean a gun or like some shit like that and there was an quote-unquote accidental discharge and the guy got killed nothing happened with that sure also two of their deputies assaulted one of their stepsons for being i guess the kid just wasn't listening so they beat the fuck out of him like just stomped him the fuck out good call guys good parenting pop um and then on the big one for me was there was also a member of the force who got off the hook for basically the sexual assault or worse of a girl that was no more that was no more than 10 years old. We do not know the actual age of this girl. No shit. But she was 10 or under. Nothing happened with that one. Yes. So after being wrongfully accused of being a suspect in the Rodens murder, Bobby Joe Manley went to the press and told the public about the fuckery within the police she had been dealing with. And I guess they were, you know, Exhibiting less than uh, couth practices by I police. Say? Yeah, right? So at this point, we talk get to talk about, at the time, Attorney General Mike DeWine. Now our fearless leader and governor. Fucking little hobbit-looking motherfucker. So Mike DeWine dedicated 100 agents to investigate the murder in Pike County. Shit, he just quadrupled the freaking size of the town. Right. The task force executed five search warrants, interviewed over 50 people, examined 79 pieces of evidence, including a Facebook threat aimed at Christopher Roden Jr. over the results of a local demolition derby. 
<laughs> God, I love rednecks. I know. That is the most redneck shit ever. We love a good fucking smash em up derby, though. No shit. It's dumb as fuck, but it's entertaining. Well, you just get to watch a bunch of dudes talk like this and fucking drink really cheap beer and dip. And uh, the shit out of each other with a car. And, and, yep, they just get them an old Crown Vic or a G body, and they shore that motherfucker up. They take the mufflers off. They put that that straight out the hood. Take all the glass out that some bitch, and they fucking ram them. It's a good old time. You do that, and then you go smell pig shit while you watch who gets the fattest fucking pig at the can of fur. Quick rundown of how that works. Now. This also had some legs because prior to all this, Chris Jr., his brother Frankie, and a bunch of their friends actually attacked the dude and his dad over losing a demolition derby. Like, fuck these dudes up pretty good. There was like fucking 12 of them. Seems like so not only Bible. Yeah, not only are they demolition derby rednecks, they're fucking pussies too. Yes. I digress. Now, these investigators found three marijuana grow operations on two of the properties in question. Like, the two of the properties where these murders had happened. I would be more shocked if they didn't find in Pike County. <laughs> in Pike yeah. County. They, if for anybody that doesn't know, Pike County is kind of known for fucking growing weed. Yeah, I mean, it, cause isn't Pike County the one that's like the poorest, one of the poorest counties in Ohio, but it also might like underground be one of the richest because of all the weed growing. It would not surprise me. Yeah. So, that being said, that's nothing new, as we were just saying in Pike County, as in 2010, 22,000 weed plants were seized in Latham, which is 15 miles west of Piketon. There was a, there was another one, uh, like, oh, over 10,000 plants or something like that, somewhere else in, like, 2015 or some shit. So, because of the multitude of large marijuana grow ops in the area, the investigating team started saying that the murders of the Roden family may have been involved with a beef with a Mexican drug cartel. Yes. Way to go out on the limb there. Well, add that, add this to the whole weed thing. There was also chickens found on the property and equipment consistent with breeding chickens for cockfighting. What chickens got to do with cockfighting? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me, butt plug tester. I don't know. <laughs> right up the butthole. Now, because there was there was some credence to this, because I guess the chickens were stored in a way or housed in a way that would coincide with the theory that they were fighting because they were housed separately instead of communally, which, you know, they do that because it's fucking cockfighting. Male chickens like to fight each other. So you can't fucking keep them together. Which, if I'm not mistaken, really only when there's hens around. I thought they don't. I don't really, know. I I've always heard, at least I thought. Maybe I could be wrong. That they don't fight when it was just them. It's just, Back up off my tender breasts and shit. When you introduce the hen, that's when shit gets crazy. Which is how well, you know, you introduce work. the hen and or you attach fucking razor blades to their feet. Right. But I because. When I always thought that, you know, once you can only have one rooster in the hen house. One cock. One cock in the hen house. The way it should be. And the Lord said there shall be but one cock. Unless you get a really slutty hen who likes a lot of cock. <laughs> but you take the and those cocks will fight. Cock. <laughs> We're just going to keep saying that shit. They will fight, but you move them to their own 
preservation or whatever. I don't. Their own harem. Right, right. They won't fight. I, I could be wrong. I thought I heard that. I, I could be just about bullshit. I'm sitting here half asleep. I don't know. But. <laughs> that's a really nice chicken coop you got out there. There ain't no chicken coop, bitch. That's a brothel. <laughs> They're making babies out there. They're making babies and fucking motherfuckers up. That's all he know how to do. Motherfucker. Excuse me. So there was uh, a lot of monetary support pouring in for this whole thing. Like left and right. GoFundMe, donation, other donation sources. Jeff Ruby, the big Cincinnati-based restaurateur, owner of Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse, which I've heard is fucking phenomenal. I've never been there because I don't have a million fucking dollars. Uh, He actually put up a $25,000 reward for anybody with information that, that led to the apprehension of the people that committed these crimes. Yeah. Good for Jeff. Yeah. But all of this funding stopped coming in and Jeff Ruby re- rescinded his offer when the information came out that this whole thing may have been somehow connected to the sale and the cultivation of drugs. Probably because he was buying his there. I'm joking. Well, I was thinking Jeff, about, don't get all pissy. Nah, Jeff Ruby. Jeff Ruby's too high class to do like a normal man's Pike drug, County. like fucking weed, or especially Pike County weed. I, it can't be that good. Well, it might be. I don't know. Well, these people's probably weren't that good. You're saying they didn't know how to make their weed. They're probably the freaking geniuses. They probably. It's probably they could have been. I mean, the they didn't have weed. shit else going on. Yeah, they're probably the best weed you ever had. It could be. You don't know. We'll never know. Now, nobody will ever. That know. reminds me. I still haven't got my me scheduled for my drug test yet. Jesus. Do better. God. Do better, fucking butt plug and dildo making company. I don't know how long I'm... I don't know why you have to have a drug test for a dildo tester. Is it is it a drug test or is it an STD test? <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. So, there was also misinformation coming from the media. There were articles and exposés on the scene of the crime that offered up bad information about who found which bodies, saying that certain members of the family were found in homes that they weren't, and that there may or may not have been, quote, large sums of money found at one or more of the crime scenes. Large sums. Yes, so they, so they were saying that the wrong bodies were in the wrong houses and that there was money on the scene that wasn't there. Good reporting. There's some real, they're like, these must have been the reporters from that, like, magazine you see at Kroger, that it's like, Bat Boy found in North Carolina. Whatever the fuck that is, World Inquirer, or whatever the fuck that thing is. That's, National Enquirer. No, is that what it is? That's not what it is. That's the tabloid. The one that talks about, like, fucking Don't they all? Beast Boy in a bayou somewhere in Louisiana. I haven't stood in line at uh, I don't know, that might not even, forever. that might not even be in print anymore. So. Now, unlike one would expect and hope for in a criminal investigation of this magnitude, there wasn't really any new information or breakthroughs coming from the investigators working this case. So that's always good. There were press conferences throughout the weeks following the discovery of the Roden family, but there were never any real answers to the questions being asked. When Attorney General Mike DeWine was asked about the involvement of the Mexican cartels in regards to the marijuana grow, operation, grow operations found at the homes of the rodents, he would just kind of shrug it off and be like, we don't want them to know what we have in our deck. Like yeah. he was trying to act like he was playing the game. That was all bullshit. So by this point, 
the local authorities and those brought in from out around the state were clearly unable to put the right pieces together in this shit show of a crime puzzle. So the DEA was brought in to help with the investigation. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, cause the D cause the DEA, DEA has an office in uh, Dayton. Really? Yeah. In Dayton? Yeah. Cause they, they came down here. Oh, you would think it'd be more Columbus. They probably have one there too, but they came down here. The DEA was active around here for a while. Like when I was at like the end of and fresh out of high school time period, I think for me, like they came down here for something. I forget what it was, but like they, it was known that they were active in this area yeah, looking were, for somebody. Yeah. They were bringing drugs. Tune in next week for that episode. A little conspiracy <laughs> foreplay for you. So <laughs> conspiracy foreplay, the DEA agent who was assigned to the case quickly found and revealed that the weed being grown by the rodents was in no way connected to a cartel or a cartel supply chain. Because it was shitty. No shit. No, not even that. Like the car, the fuck, 22,000 fucking weed plants. You think that that's one fucking bundle to the cartel, which leads me to the other point. I love people who talk about like who get all like guys that sit around the bar that are Republican as fuck, which you can be whatever you want. But we all know I don't I fucking don't like you either way, red or blue. But uh, like the guys that are like, you see that fucking drug bust they had? They found fucking 150 pounds of weed at the border. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, listen, Jethro. Do you not realize that that 150 pounds they found was probably meant to be fucking found and shittily stored? Because as they're fucking going through that that young Hispanic mom and her children's minivan, arresting the shit out of them for that 150 pounds of weed, there's six metric tons of fucking cocaine coming in right behind them on a fucking tractor trailer, you dipshit. That's a justifiable loss. Do you not know how that... They find fucking submarines in the Everglades, like, just abandoned there, because they're like, well, we brought in this product, we're gone now. I don't know why they're German all of a sudden, but... <laughs> But they do. They literally find fucking drug submarines in the Everglades because they're just like, well, the kilos are here. Fuck that submarine. We'll make another one. Let's go to the fuck. Let's go to Tony Montana's place and do fucking mountain of coke. I digress. So. Yeah, that, that weed's just a diversion. Yeah. Uh, where the fuck was I? Oh, there we go. Over the course of the investigation, for some reason, interest was kind of lost due to the lack of new evidence and the lack of any real suspects being apprehended or even revealed. Yeah. Just nothing. They're just like, I don't know. Beats me. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So this was until almost a year later <laughs> when it was released that whoever was involved or responsible for these murders was, in fact, close to the Roden family in some way. Did we not fucking establish that off rip? We did. Was that not one of the first profilings that we did of the perpetrator or perpetrators of this heinous fucking crime? Yes. Good job, guys. Way to be, DeWine. <laughs> Why don't you go fuck yourself? Go finger pop Fauci's asshole for us. With one of Phil's brand new tested butt plugs. <laughs> Buy yes. your butt plugs from Corp. Guess what everybody's getting for Christmas this year? God damn right. Used butt plugs. Oh, God. Stinky. I got to keep the defective ones. <laughs> God damn. 
this... don't really have a choice, though. I have to. Hot. So we move on a little bit, and according again to Mike DeWine, he revealed that the Department of Homeland Security was involved with the investigation and possibly the FBI. Which doesn't surprise me. Like, this is kind of a... It, excuse me. Especially when you bring in the copious amounts of marijuana plants. Which, which obviously, which, going across state lines, which yes, enables and the FBI to come in. Whether or not they had anything to do with the murders, that's kind of, I feel like, going to bring a little attention from the feds. Right. And clearly, the Pike County Sheriff's Office ain't fucking ready for this shit. So, yeah, the feds should probably step in on something like this in the middle of fucking nowhere. Anyway, so it's important to note that within this time, there were not only a bunch of bad tips and attempts to relate this crime to others around the country, including a the killing of, I believe, a police officer in New Mexico and another like double homicide in Kentucky somewhere. Um, but there was also heat being thrown at the state for how they were handling the storage of the rodents property. Right. It was reported that the facility where the rodents trailers and the evidence was being held was basically totally unsecured and you could easily access whatever evidence may have been inside to which Mike DeWine said that this information was quote ludicrous and that quote any evidence that they would pull out of that thing would be virtually useless. Way to fucking check all the boxes there, boss. DeWine knows best. Yeah. Now. Damn, we're fucking finishing this up quick. We're almost done. Good I can take a nap before now, I go to work. Yeah. Now, on October 1st, 2017, DeWine said that, the, said that the investigators were getting leads in the case and that the state had enough physical evidence for prosecution. That was a lie. Okay. He was full of shit on that one. Of course he was. Almost a year after the discovery of the murdered Roden family on May 12, 2017, a SWAT team from the Franklin County Sheriff's Office raided a property in Pike County, 10 miles from where the Rodens had been murdered. Police originally stated they were searching for suspects in the murders, but were actually looking for evidence for the case. Oh. So for some reason, all of a sudden, a fucking year later, they decided to ramp it up and actually do the goddamn jobs. You know, well, better late than never. Even though a lot of the fucking evidence has gone. That makes you wonder if they just don't. Like, I, I wonder. They don't if, give a fuck I, about poor people, Travis. You know this. Well, yes, but I also didn't look into, like, the criminal records or anything like that of the Roden family. That makes me, it begs that question, too. You know, the real truth is they don't give a rat's ass about people with two first names. If you have two first names, you're fucked. You're the real minority in this country. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, plus, like, what do you think about when you get that far out from, uh, like, any type of urban setting or, or big city or town? Like, when you get that far out into, like, the hollers of West Virginia or Kentucky or areas like this where it's kind of bumfucky and it's all a bunch of people that are, like, it's kind of, I don't want to say a self-governing body, but to an extent, you know, when everybody in a 20 mile radius knows each other the cops are probably getting called a lot less right for anything serious i mean they probably get called because they're like my husband drank a whole rack of natty ice and beat the shit out of me they're like what'd you do oh, no. it was a joke uh, the, the, no but the cops out there i could see saying right. what'd she do jim she deserved it be honest bethany did you bethany joe jim bob 
Did you deserve that ass whooping? And then you got everybody else in the world's like, what the fuck does that mean? What kind of, what kind of, I'm a feminist, equal rights and lefts kind of shit is this that's going on out here in the fucking boonies? Get your shit together. Come on, boss hoss. Get out of the Cadillac and fucking whip some shit into shape in your fucking police force. But again, the sheriff was a shit bag. This whole time, he's, I wonder how much of that money that he stole was from this fucking family. Because they did, they did file a, a suit against the state for, like, to be reimbursed for well, fuck, some how many shit. were left? Goddamn. There's over 150 people in oh, the immediate right. area, and all of, almost all of them were in some way, shape, or form related. We want our Mary Jane money back, damn it. God damn it, you give me my goddamn ganja. I got a motherfucker on the south side of Columbus waiting on that shit. You gonna give it to me? You want you want you want more bodies? There's two shitty podcasters bitching about their shipment being late. <laughs> if only. Which I yeah, could, if we which, were having shipments of weed, we'd have more money. Which I cannot partake in anymore because once again, drug test. You can't partake anymore since you were 19. Anyway, <laughs> funny story before we finish. Oh, by all means. Well, I was not aware I was going to have to have a drug test. Yeah. And after my you first... You did the last of that heroin that's under your bed. <laughs> after that first day, I had a meeting. I was involved in a meeting. Supervisor's me because I'm a big chief that knows nothing. And the CEO lit up a joint? No, and he, he said, oh, I need to schedule your uh, drug test. I was like, okay. He said, they don't open until 9, I'll get scheduled for it. I said, okay, well, just kind of let me know. Mm -hmm. because I have things I need to take care of arranged if it's at 9 o'clock. Yeah. Said person might need a ride to work. I have to let this person know they might need find another way. Yeah. I'm sitting there started thinking, like, maybe he thought I said I need to know a, a day or so ahead of time. So I can clean my system out. <laughs> yes. And he has not contact or hasn't. I've seen him, like, two every morning. I see the uh, manager, the plant manager. Yeah. <laughs> he has yet... The first day, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check into it. Then today, I didn't even mention it when I saw him. It could have been worse. Been, <laughs> so oh, he, I'll, I'll get it scheduled for you. Oh, yeah, cool. All right. Hey, you got any niacin? So now I'm to the point where, do I ask him again? Because he's probably going to think I'm fucking jonesing. <laughs> Can we get this fucking drug test over with, man? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Why are you in such a rush? No reason. <laughs> no reason. I haven't had a, I haven't had Bud Light, Jesus Christ! Just in case, the only things going to be in my system is high blood pressure pills and baby aspirin. You're gonna get fucking. You're gonna get fired like John Jones got kicked out of the fucking Las Vegas or the Nevada Athletics Commission because he was taking fucking what like protein and powder and creatine and shit. Yeah. All right, Continue. good old Johnny Bones Jones. So. Police also searched an Adams County property once owned by Edward Jake Wagner, who was an ex-boyfriend of Hannah Roden and the father of her oldest daughter. Jake Wagner had actually filed legal custody uh, of he and Hannah Roden's daughter less than a week after Hannah was killed. Fair. Smart. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really see a problem with that unless he's a total piece of shit. Like, <laughs> well, this is the hills and some redneck shit going on so yeah so Good he, for him. he actually wanted custody of the girl before the murders were ever committed in the first place which was a bit of a point of 
point in a certain direction to authority potential. Child support, don't lie. Right. I want that palimony. <laughs> he, he wanted his cut of the drug money. Bitch, I want my goddamn fucking government check. You ain't splitting the fucking tax return with me, which is half mine anyway, because I done made the baby. And now I can't afford the new collectible bush light. This is egregious. You don't even know what the fuck that means, boy. I know, but the application I downloaded on my $32 TCL Android phone that I got from Walmart told me that that is my word of the day. So I am bettering myself. And if you didn't notice, I said Bushlight and not Keystone. We're moving on up, honey. And I'm going to take my baby. Let the good time roll. Let the good time. Somebody, somebody give me my bush light and fucking hit the ZZ top. We're going to get this party started. time for that bitch to die. Too dark. A little dark. Uh, so on top of that, if you do some simple math in this situation, you realize that when Hannah started dating and sleeping with Jake, she was 13, which would make him 20. And she would still have been underage when she gave birth to their daughter. Math isn't that fucking hard. No, it's not. And also, 13. where you live next door to your fucking entire goddamn family who the fuck didn't nobody had anything to say about that he he he's a little I, I, in, in this is coming from somebody who like i am in a a age-gapped relationship yes you but are. not quite like this well it's all the time frame she was 13 it's a seven years but he was 20 right your age gap is more than seven years, but it's acceptable because she's above 13. You yeah. Know, you know what I'm saying? It's the air or the time in which said illegal fucking goes on. Yeah. And I'm not like, and also now if he, she was 20, he was 27, perfectly acceptable. Or I'll even go 18, 25. Yeah. I, mean, I now even put, oh shit personal experience 17 to 24 that was a long time ago it was a long time ago laws were different limitation back is well over i hope laws were a lot different back then that was back when you could still own humans <laughs> so i mean that is much different than wow i just thought about that in my situation if i was 20 she would have been 13 i'm a piece of shit yeah i mean we knew that before that even came out <laughs> so th there's that there, so this jake fellow i'm just gonna shut up on this i'm just gonna sit over here and be quiet for a minute someone's incriminating themselves so this jake person was a real fucking winner off rip i hope they take the butt plug out of my butt before they arrest me tonight no you don't don't lie <laughs> so, well, they hope you hope they let you take it out so you can soak it in that that fucking good black tar hair on before you go in there that you're avoiding your drug test to do you piece of garbage. Yes. Yes. Uh, so on June 20th, authorities announced they were looking for additional information on Jake Wagner, as well as his parents, Billy and Angela, and his brother, George. 
The family was living in Alaska at, the t- at that time, and police were seeking information about interactions that members of the public had with the family, specifically conversations pertaining to vehicles, firearms, and ammunition. Ooh, the yeah. plot thickens. Yeah. Much like that butt plug. Finally, over two or after over two years of, quote, investigation... The state of Ohio indicted four members of the Wagner family on charges of aggravated murder. Murder. Mur- <laughs> God damn it! I was doing kind of well reading this fucking outline at murder. This sounds. This sounds like a fucking idiot. Like, like asking a really dumb person what they if they want Chipotle for dinner. You want Chipotle for dinner? Murder. <laughs> a murder had episodes. Is that politically correct? Okay, so no, uh, we don't care. Again, let me start that over. The state of Ohio indicted four members of the Wagner family on charges of aggravated. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at in the fucking? Aggravated. Pretty sad. You want me of, to read it? Of aggravated. Read it. Shut up. <laughs> of aggravated murder, tampering with evidence, aggravated burglary, and some other shit that like really was at that point is inconsequential and doesn't really matter. So let's talk about the fact that. These people are now indicted for murder, amongst other things. The whole family lives in Alaska. What else is there to do in Alaska? It's not even... No, they moved to Alaska after this whole shit show, this whole murder and shit like that. Got the fuck out of Dodge. They went to fucking Alaska. It's one of the 50 United States. True, but maybe these are rednecks. They don't know this. So as of this point, they it thought it looks, was Russia. At this point, you're. It looks like you're running from something, but you're gonna not even technically leave the. What do you think that because they have to fly over Canada to get you that they're not gonna come get? Hold on, Wagner family. If you're out there listening, I doubt you are. Actually, excuse me, you might be because you have computers and shit in prison now. Spoiler alert. If you're going to run from a murder trial, go somewhere else. One, it's in the United States. You don't even have to worry about extradition laws because it's not even all you're doing is extraditing across state lines. There's no laws about that one. It's just, yeah, send. Yeah, we'll pick them up on Tuesday. Thanks. How many people are you going to send to watch them? I don't think they're going to go too far. They're going to be too busy gumming down their fucking chicken cordon bleu on the flight. Go to Venezuela. They don't have extradition. There's a lot of places without extradition laws. A lot. Go to fucking Burma. Yes. Go to Nepal. Yes. Literally. You know what? Given the information that we've covered so far in this, Nepal would be great. You go to Nepal and marijuana grows like it's a weed, like literally a weed. Well, it is a weed, technically. Yeah. Like you go there and it's just like on the ground. It's fucking crazy. Now, I've never been to Nepal, but I would like to go. And there's some very lovely scenery. Well, these mental midgets were just lucky they didn't go to fucking Michigan and think they were in Canada. Right. Like, I don't think they're going to catch us. We went to fucking Ashtabula. (laughs) It sounds like a Middle Eastern country, so I'm pretty sure the extradition laws are the same. Uh, whatever. We to, they ain't never going to find us in Steubenville. That was, they might have been better off, honestly, going to Steubenville. I mean, Akron or Cleveland, they would have just blended right in. The right parts, yeah. Or Toledo. Yeah. 
I hear Toledo's a little rough. Or a lot of places down by us. I mean, literally where mainly, we're currently mainly, located. Mainly my, my the street in which we live. Yeah. Or Cleves. Yes. That's all right. You can I, I'm going to commit a crime here. I'm going to Fairfield Township. They Any, can't extradite me from there. Anywhere outside surrounding proper coal rain yes. would be a good spot for these people. They would nobody'd even question so it. Basically, the moral of this part of it is: if you're going to do dumb shit, be smarter. Yes. If you're going to be, if you're going to do dumb shit, be smart about doing dumb shit. Think it through. Have a plan. Write it fucking down. Where can we go that they'll never find us? Alaska. That sounds great, Daddy. The fuck? Again, it is one of the 50 United States. Two, the population ain't that fucking high up there per, per square mile, so I doubt it's really that hard if you're a licensed fucking driver. I mean, I would understand if they ended up in Puerto Rico or something, not really realizing that technically <laughs> they are in the United States still. But at least go out somewhere outside the continental. Maybe we should United go to Puerto States. Rico. Where the fuck is that? I don't know. I just seen it on that Rick Moranis movie that I loved as a kid. What the fuck are you doing? They were they were should have hopped in a raft went to Cuba. Well, and like mind you, just the the fucking. I wish we should have. I should have at least gotten the pictures of these fucking people because they don't look like the smartest group. Now you're just judging. You're I judging. am stereotyped. Fuck them. Did you hear anything? The things that we've talked to up to this point. Yes. Okay, so but I'm, but I'm still contemplating that 20 and 13 year old thing. <laughs> and so, my own past indiscretions. So let's carry on with the story here. On November 13th of 2018, Mike DeWine announced that George Billy Wagner and Angela Wagner and their sons Jake and George had been arrested and charged with planning and carrying out these murders. But I do have a question though. These are obviously dumb people. Yes. But damn, they could shoot. Or, well, I mean, if one of them is the father of one of the victim's children. Yes. So clearly he knew, I'm assuming, every victim involved. You would think. Which means that they would assumingly know the members of his family that helped him do this. So other than, my only thing with this is like, you would think that it would be easy to get close enough to pull off the clean kill. The only question I have in my mind is the ones that were, um, the two houses that were immediately next door to each other. Unless you had, I guess, with walls and depending on a small distance between the two of them, a suppressed weapon or... You know, you do the old fucking cliche movie thing with the fucking, the pillow, which, you know, don't use this information for bad, but does actually work to an extent. Right. From what I've, again, I don't know this from experience, but for, I, I have seen people talk about it, like on documentaries and shit. Apparently the fucking gun, the pillow muff, muffle method actually well, does work to an extent. Well, most people use the word silencer there's no such thing as a, a no. silencer no there's a suppressor it's a suppressor and all it does basically what you hear in a gunshot is the blast of air mm -hmm. it's almost like a little mini sonic boom yeah all a suppressor does if you notice the suppressor or aka hollywood silencers have angled holes 
in them. To disperse the, the air the more air. evenly, to which muffles the yeah, I mean, gunshot. You can still, it's not a like what you hear on. No, it's still decently it's, loud. It's now, still I will, a pretty loud bang. Now, again, I'm sure if we were to shoot a suppressed weapon in this room, somebody two, three houses down probably wouldn't hear mm. it in their house. Probably. Well, you might hear it, but not enough to think, oh, fuck, that's a gunshot. It's more of a, was that a firecracker? Yeah. It must have been a really far away firecracker. Well, I mean, the, the only way you could make it a little more stealthy would, if they, if it was a suppressed weapon with subsonic rounds. And I'm even, don't quote me on this, I think they even still recommend you wear ear protection when using a suppressed weapon i'd imagine because of the yeah. displacement of right. air around you yeah right so i mean but it's still but like the pillow does muffle potato silencer yeah you know the I've oil heard, the old oil filter yeah um, that's apparently really a thing like yeah. you really can fucking because i i guess if it's the right oil filter it's actually the right thread size that you can put it on certain threaded barrel weapons yeah. like automatically yeah. and just would that surprise me but, I've even heard of people, I think, you know, plastic bottles. Yeah. But, you know, a muffled... Shove a bunch of toilet paper in there. <laughs> yeah. It does work. But, yeah. It, well, and there's also the fact that four people were indicted on this. So if you have... You've got four people dead in the first house, or the first two houses, yeah. theoretically, that could be executed within... Within the same time frame to where you wouldn't have to worry about these, a crossover. You think these rocket scientists really synchronize their watches? <laughs> I mean, really? Their sundials? Their Casio calculator watch? Probably not even. Probably a fucking... They probably had fucking their, their granddaddy's po- wind-up pocket watch. We went... Yeah. And they, they had it fucking inside the lid of their, their fucking skull can. And are we sure they could even tell time? So let's be honest. They definitely couldn't read. Just All looking right. at them. Where was I? Okay. Oh, let's talk about the arrest. That's where we are. Yeah, so arrest. George Billy Wagner was arrested in Lexington, Lexington Kentucky when because <laughs> a truck pulling a horse trailer got pulled over and he was hiding in the horse trailer. Yeah. Fair enough. So they they obviously knew what was going on. They don't know if he was li- he had been living there or if he had was running from the law from somewhere else. They don't know. Uh, Angela Wagner was arrested at her home in Seoto C- County. I guess that is that in Alaska. Where Seoto County or Skioto? Oh. Well, I don't know. Where's the spelling? I don't even see it right there. Skioto. Oh. Sounds like a fucking- oh, no Scioto. It's in Ohio. Oh Scioto. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I believe it's further out, I believe. Or maybe it's right before. I think it's further out. These dumb hoes are back. These dumb hoes came back. Okay, George Wagner, their son, was arrested during a traffic stop in Ross County along with his younger brother, Edward Jake Wagner, the father of Hannah's daughter. Is Ross County... I don't know where Ross... I was going to say, I know it's not right there, even though... We're close to a Ross, Ohio. No, that's uh, so. That's bumfuck middle of nowhere, too. Butler, so Butler County, I think. Yeah, I think so. Or Hamilton. Yeah. It's either Butler or Hamilton. Is but it? I'm pretty sure it's Butler. Yeah, anyway. So that's what happened with those fucking idiots. Now, Rita Newcomb, who was Angela Wagner's mother, was also arrested along with Frederica Wagner, the mother of Billy Wagner. Great name, Frederica. I like it. Exotic. It sounds like, uh, you remember the Harlem Shake videos? 
that were super popular with like sports teams. Oh yeah. The the it's like the words of that in whatever language is like Colo Pero Rica. You just somebody I'm gonna try, I'm gonna record with our microphones and make a fucking template or some shit on CapCut with this bitch. It's gonna be a picture of her dumbass. Colo Frera Rica. God, and it's just gonna be her dumb as fuck right there. So they were charged with perjury and obstructing justice for allegedly misleading investigators. But Newcomb was also charged with forging custody documents to cover up the crimes. Um, and the charges against Frederica Wagner were dismissed. So she got away scot-free. On December 2nd, 2019, Rita Newcomb pleaded guilty to obstructing official business in connection with investigation. In exchange, prosecutors dropped the forgery... Uh, Obstruction of justice and perjury charges against her because she agreed to crop cooperate with prosecutors. Snitch. Snitches get stitches. Fucking you old bag ass whore. <laughs> Speaking from her family members, I would assume that that was is a very light version of what her family members probably had to say about her after that. Then on April 21st of 2021, Edward Jake Wagner pled guilty to eight counts of aggravated murder, felony conspiracy, four counts of aggravated burglary, unlawful possession of a dangerous ordinance, multiple counts of tampering with evidence, forgery, unauthorized use of property, interception of wire, oral communications, wire or oral communications, obstruction of justice, engaging in a pattern of corrupt activity, don't know what the fuck that is, and unlawful sexual conduct with a minor. Five years to the day after the bodies of the Roden family were found. So obviously there is a there is a statute of limitations is much longer after. I strike well, no, the record, I guess, everything I said earlier. Well, because like I said, their daughter was only like three or four at the time, and she would have been a minor when the when their daughter was born. So that's within a seven year period. I strike from the record everything I said earlier. It was a joke. I was being hyperbolic. No, the statute of limitations is four years or seven years. I think. Then fuck you. I'm good. <laughs> um. <laughs> I tapped the shit out of it. Yeah. So Jake admitted to shooting five of the eight victims and agreed to cooperate with prosecutors and testify against his family members. Snitch. In September 2021, he was sentenced to eight consecutive life sentences with the, without the possibility of parole. You snitched and still got fucking life without, you fucking pussy. I'm just saying. That's, that's kind of a shitty deal. That's what I'm saying. Like... So you're a snitch and a lifer. Excuse me. God bless you. Thank you. You're a snitch and a lifer with a fucking sexual misconduct with a minor and a the murder of probably at least one female. You're going to have a real good time in prison, prison little guy, because he didn't look very big. Maybe scrappy, but not very big. Worry. Like, he, he definitely looked like you probably test butt plugs bigger than him. There we go. Let Jake Wagner out of prison. We'll just shove him up Phil's ass every day for the rest of his natural-born life. Why am I being punished? You like it. Don't lie. You took the job for a reason. The benefits were very good. Yeah. Instead of, like, some people get a job and they're like, oh, cool. Let me get this job interview. Phil saw it on, got the email, and he jumped up and said, oh, goody. <laughs> goody, goody gumdrops, puppy. <laughs> Excuse me. 
On September 10th of 2021, Angela Wagner pled guilty to conspiracy to commit aggravated murder, several counts of aggravated burglary, tampering with evidence, and other charges as part of a plea deal. The eight counts of aggravated murder were dismissed. On September 12th of 2022, the trial of George Wagner, George W. Wagner IV, which is the son, commenced in Pike County, and in November he was sentenced to eight consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole and was also sentenced to an additional 121 years for some other bullshit. Um, can we... I think just... Okay. So. Oh no, I like it. I like like when when you do some shit like this. I like when they're like you're like because we've talked about this. The breakdown of this is because since they're consecutive life sentences, that means you're in prison for the rest of your life. If you get brought back to life, you're back in prison for the rest of your life. Repeat that seven more times after that, or six more times after that. And then we're going to tack on another 121 years just because you're a fucking asshole. I think we, we could cut down on the paperwork a little bit and just say, you're never getting out of jail. Yeah, well, I mean, we all know how this we're gonna works. Keep this is, this is just, uh, this is them kicking them in the balls. This is just, this is for, or really just to make the public, the, make it look really yeah. good. Well, I mean, Eight I feel like I feel like for the perpetrator, this one is preferable. I'm not disagreeing. With as that. opposed to the guys that get sentenced, like at their sentencing, they're like, "I sentence you to 846 years in prison." In prison, it's like you couldn't just say "fucking life," dickhead. <laughs> right? Fuck. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Am I supposed to have a calendar for that? <laughs> Your rotting corpse will be still laying in that piece of shit cot for another 700 and some odd years. Hey, hey, Wagner. What's your out date again? September forty-two thousand or September six hundred fifty-sixth, two thousand nine hundred forty-two. That doesn't make sense. I fucking know. <laughs> I added some days, some of the days to the date of the month, just to make it a little fucking easier on me to read it. Really hurts. Thanks for asking me. Pass the fucking ramen, dickhead. You got the hot plate or not, motherfucker? I'm trying to make some fucking soups over here. I gotta. I'm trying to make a break. There's some prison jargon for you. So, that brings us to George Wagner the Third, who was the father of this whole fucking shit show ordeal of a family. He has yet to really stand trial. Really? Yes. Uh, he was assigned a new judge in early 2023. Uh. Judge Alan Corbin presided over the status hearing in March of this year and has hinted that the trial may finally start in early 2024 to give councils enough time to gather their documents and records for trial. So this is that's how recent this the whole ordeal has still been. As of last month, the last person to not be sentenced in this case is no. still not technically standing trial. No, I'm sure you mentioned it, and I probably just was dozing off or dreaming. I'm tired as fuck. Too. Why do you think I drank this big ass energy about, drink? You know, things being shoved in orifices. What was the motive? Uh, it could have been. It could have been a uh, a demolition derby. I think personally, it was over the fucking custody battle for the kid. Okay, I mean, I mean. Did, Money, Which, how drug? the fuck does that make was sense? Was this a territory? Because I remember when this happened. 
There was a. I remember that there was a. Big oh, thing. like them, like a, a dis- dispute over drug territory, right. or not drug territory. But really, I do remember this. There was a big push for the cartel. Then there was also Hitman. Yeah, the Hitman theory was out. Mm-hmm. You know, so the contract killer thing was a big thing, and yeah. it, it it would it strictly came from the headshot thing, right? Which any here here's a here's a little head, that shit's only in video games. What headshot is only in video games? Any? I mean, trained, I'm sure it. I'm sure it happens, but not on this level. But not on this scope. Any trained soldier. Even sniper will tell you where you want to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Center mass, yeah. Because a the target's fucking bigger. Well, and let's be realistic. If this if this was a contract killing, it probably they probably would have blown the fucking people up, right? Because that's a very that is a very common use or or tool of contract killers is just blow the motherfuckers up, put a device somewhere and. But this, Done. I mean, this seems to me to be a little bit of an over, pardon my French, overkill. And on a, in the whole cartel thing, I feel like if the cartel was involved, the body count would have been much higher. If the cartel had any skin in the game, in, in the weed game in this area, they literally would have gone in there and they would have covered that whole 10 mile area and they would have fucking taken out every member of the family. And also, it's the cartel. Those... Not to be super dark, those young kids would not have made it out if it was the cartel. No. The cartel doesn't give a fuck. They kill. They will kill your children and not think twice about it. They generally will kill them first and make you watch. Yeah. And then put you out of your misery. You know, I just... Yeah, the cartel does not have the... I, I use this term loosely, but they do not have the morals of even a lot of, like, street or prison gangs or like the mafia like the mafia won't touch women and kids if they unless a woman is directly involved um i know the mexican mafia the prison which is basically a prison gang they are present on the streets like they want like no women and kids unless unless it's a direct thing you know what i'm saying because i know that book i read like there were some dudes that when they got they got fucking dealt with because they killed kids Right. They were they were sent to take care of like one or two guys. They killed some babies, and they were quickly and expeditiously dispatched by the gang. I just don't understand. There must have been a very enormous rift to constitute this much or this violent of an act, just in sheer numbers. Right there, there, there. I mean, it seems like much more than just a custody battle. Because what are you what are you gaining from this? Right in a custody battle, unless you were trying to make it look like. Especially considering yeah. that I believe that the daughter was with him when this happened. Yeah. So if it was that deep, just fucking take off to Alaska. <laughs> You're still gonna get caught because you cross state lines with a kid that wasn't legally in your custody or wasn't didn't wasn't legally under your protect, parental custody. But would it not just be easier to try to just take off while you have the kid? Yes, I agree. I don't know. Anyway. And also, on top of that, to strengthen that theory, you're not only going to kill the people right there. Okay, so you kill the two people in the original house that was that were found by Deborah Joe Manley. Yeah. 
I can kind of make sense of going next door and killing the two other adults. Right? I don't want to say make sense, but I can I can wrap my head around why you, if you're going to go kill them, you would then go kill the people next door. Because it's next door and that's, I believe, where the mother of the child in question lit was. But then what's the justification for going a mile down the road, killing more people? And then going eight miles past that and killing more people. Right. This clearly, there is no way in my head that this doesn't go deeper than a fucking custody battle. I agree. But I don't know. And I I, I could be wrong. I, I may, I'm not going to lie. I may have, there's always the possibility I may have missed something while outlining this episode. But I... Like it's hard to keep a lot of the Bobby Joes and Billy Bit Ray. I was so confused. I literally had I had a web page open just of the family tree of the two families involved. So yeah. I and I, I and when I say that, I was regularly was it just a stump with a bunch of names around it. No, it was, no, it wasn't. There's it, not a lot no, of branches on this there, motherfucker. No, it wasn't a stump, but it was one line straight up. It did not. It was. It was very tall, not very girthy. <laughs> it was the opposite of the butt plugs that you like to see coming across your testing table. Yes. All right. Phil does not go for length. He goes for girth. He wants a nice gapy. Like, All right. Phil likes it. Like Phil likes the butt to test the butt plugs. Where like after he's done testing them, you can flip them over and play them like a fucking whiskey jug. <laughs> anyway, so we there's. There's no real conclusion to this, really. Or no I mean, answers, really. Let's be honest. I, I mean, there's there's answers to who did it. Like, I I wasn't about to sit there and listen to the testify, testimony and shit like that. Like, really, at that point, like, does it really matter? No, I mean. Because I'm sure the, well, cu the custody I mean, battle. I like, I like to know why things happen. The custody battle, no matter what, I don't give a fuck. I'm sure is. I don't want to say the root of it, but is definitely sprinkled in there somewhere. Like, did the Roden family say that sh that that Hannah was going to take off, and you can't have your kid? You're not a good dad. Was he a good dad? Questions still remain. Right. We're both fucking sleepy, but like, I, it doesn't. Either way, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. The most mind blowing thing that I can't wrap my head around is. Why the fuck is one of these people still not facing actual trial? I don't like, know. we just had a fucking uh, a, a status hearing, which a status hearing, if for anybody that doesn't know, is literally just basically a sit down within the courtroom with counsel, defendant, prosecution, judge, jury. Just to kind of get everybody on the same page. Right. I don't know. That blows my mind. I think it's... Just it's throw the book at this motherfucker and call it a day. I mean, it's an interesting case with... But, you know... In, but in this case, the what it could have been is much more fascinating, let's be honest. Yeah. But that's, I th every, I, I that's do, everything in life, though. Personal opinion. Like, I think it's a combination of everything. Right. I think the drugs had a part in it. I think the kid had a part in it. I think just some some rivalry of some sort. There's some, always some a, jealousy. In, yeah, there's always some sort of. I, I'm using the word family just for a better lack of word. Family feud type shit. 
Because when you have saying Steve Harvey had a hand in this, <laughs> yes. Survey says, man, you're whatever. all fucked. Steve Harvey ain't shooting nobody. All Steve Harvey's gonna do is go around and bite people's heads off with those big ass fucking teeth and that giant fucking mustache, walking around looking like bald black Mario. <laughs> all right. Is that it, Travis? I say we end this. Why did I roast Steve Harvey? I like Steve Harvey. Like Damn. Steve Sorry, Steve. I, you're never going to see this because we're fucking nobodies. But speaking of. Speak Trent, for yourself. I'm famous. He's That man's got a street in Cleveland. Yes. All righty. I think we covered this. We got any final thoughts before we uh, uh, mosey our asses on out of this show? I mean, next episode is tentative. Uh. It might even be a little earlier. We might keep it Wednesday and try earlier. Yeah. Maybe. Well, we originally tried to do earlier today. But... Yeah, but Phil was a little, Phil wasn't motivated after work today. Well, my shit also took a little longer than I expected. Yeah. I got through and I was like, that's not too bad. And I was like, fuck, a thumbnail. God damn it. But for the audio listeners, there it definitely will be late. There's no way around it. Yeah, it probably won't be till at least tomorrow afternoon. Uh, it probably won't. might not be till Friday on the audio feed. Oh, yeah, because you're on thirds. Once Friday morning have, hits, you're a free man. Then I have other things to do tomorrow, so. As, as long as I they get that will, drug test in there, you are fucking. I probably can't even get to editing this for the audio feed till Friday. Go back to Sunday night. It's easier said than done. Because that's, that's the beginning of his week. I would go to work Sunday night. Yeah. My week starts Sunday night. But, you know, hopefully, he, you know. I would say do a Saturday fucking afternoon, but you work. No, no. I have weekends off did. now. That's right. You got weekends off. We can do a Saturday, late Saturday, Saturday evening would be preferable like for four me. Or five, uh, five, six o'clock. Yeah, that would be preferable for I, me. Actually, we not this coming. Yeah, because I fuck gotta, that. Because you would. There's no way. I gotta prepare. So that will probably be in the future. That could be a thing. I think we could do that. I think we could do that. I mean, let's be realistic. It's it, probably never going to be fully concrete, which right. is kind of what we love about this. Is it's our it's in our house. We'll like, be we'll be here when we're here. Part of the nice parts about me moving in too is like literally we could just go. I mean, I got notes. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me fucking grab a shower. All right, guys. We thank you so much for joining us, everybody in the chat. Thank you for uh, showing up for this fun-filled episode of bullshit, bullshit. Bobby of... Joe's and Mary Joe's, Jane's and Bill's Hey, Bob. Bobby Joe's and Mary Jane's. Fuck, we should that's the name of this episode on the podcast feed. Okay. Bobby we, Joe's and Mary Jane's. We've got we've got at least 36 hours to think about it. Bobby Joe and Mary Jane, a m- true crime love story. All righty, guys. We uh thank you guys for uh attending. If you're listening to it, we apologize for the feed being a little bit late, but Go over to youtube.com slash ghost in the night and you can catch it live. So, we'll and see you. Uh, if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, leave us a review. Yeah, especially Spotify. And follow us on YouTube. All that happy but shit. But mostly Spotify. Yes. Push Spotify. Share it with your Spotify. Do a lot of sharing. We will see you next week. Definitely next Sometime. Wednesday. I think it'll be Wednesday, but we will see you next. And then we will make plans accordingly for to move it to the weekends that's not a bad idea well, we're gonna, we got something to talk about after we end this i'm not gonna drop it here but all right all right are we done we're done see you all right love you guys tip your waiters um don't grow twenty-two thousand weed plants and kill your baby mama and her whole family okay bye